The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is also sponsored by Oddshark. Head over to Oddshark now to get free picks from the supercomputer and expert writing staff. You'll also find the latest odds for every big game and fight from all the major online sportsbooks and casinos and betting stats and trends you won't find anywhere else. So head over to www.oddshark.com and give them a follow on Twitter at Oddshark. <laughs> You are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. So we're coming off the back of what definitely wasn't our best week on the EPL show. And what probably won't come as a consolation to people who are not members of LockBetting.com, we did a European show over there that went 9-0, which actually would have ended up returning 392-1 to on a parlay, landing Lock, Dog and Parlay in the process as well. So if you want to get that European show, head over to my website, LockBetting.com. Hopefully we can replicate the form over here it was one of our bad weeks going five and five with five and five split um Everton let us down on a Monday where it looked like we were going to land a parlay Arsenal let us down on a lock where we couldn't cover the minus one the lock record for the season goes to 14 and five so if we can land the lock today we still finish out the first 20 EPL shows of the season with a 75 percent winning record Ryan Kramer on the NFL show would would kill for that He's going along at around about 10%. So, I mean, 75% is very good going if we can get it. So hopefully we can get a nice lockdown for you and nail it, even if that means going against my own team, because Manchester United and Liverpool feature in the key game for this weekend of the EPL show. And I could even be leaning towards Liverpool to win that game. Might have to do the dirty deed and get them out as a lock later. But let's break down the entire show and see if we can find a better lock so I don't have to take a big gigantic shit on my own team and perform the ultimate act of betrayal and give out Liverpool as the lock later on in the show. If you stay tuned to the end of the show as well, the NFL lock will be here. That's becoming a common theme. I will be trying to get onto the sports gambling podcast at some point, possibly next week to give some kind of update as to what's going on in the um, lock off competition with Kramer. The current standings are well, Kramer is at two and four and I'm at four and two giving me a two game lead. And uh, we're about at the halfway stage point of that because we are going to continue it into the postseason. Because if we didn't, Ryan would be losing very, very early on, and this bet would be pretty much done and dusted at this early stage. So let's have a look at the early game in the EPL this week. And we start things off at 12 30 with Manchester City hosting Everton. 
where Man City are unbackable, to be honest, in a single available at two to nine. It's five to one on the draw and it's 12 to one on Everton. Now, one thing I'm going to do throughout this EPL show, I have been getting some messages from you American guys saying you cannot get the prices across at your bookies. So what I'm going to do on this podcast is, first of all, I'm going to tell you the time I'm doing it. I'm recording it on Friday at 12 p.m. here in the UK. So this is when these prices are available so that we can't say that there's any distinguished line movement. In addition to that, I'm going to break down various markets that I'm not necessarily going to bet on, but just to see if you're getting the kind of prices that I'm seeing over there, because it cannot be a massive discrepancy in UK markets where we're getting favoured prices, because that just wouldn't make any sense. Normally, prices are unanimous worldwide, especially when it comes to straightforward win-loss scenarios. So as far as Manchester City goes, as them being two to nine over here, you should be getting even something between minus 400 and minus 500. That's actually minus 450. But if you're getting minus 400, minus 500, something like that, that's that's not a major discrepancy. If you're contacting me saying there's discrepancy with EPL prices on this show as to what you're seeing on the States, there has to be major discrepancies. I'm talking about me telling you something is a minus 110 and you're getting a minus 160. So that would be a major discrepancy. It's not a case of I'm telling you minus 110, you're getting minus 120. It's not really a point of conversation that we need to tackle or discuss. Um, it's only interesting if you're having major, major discrepancies of, of $30 or, or more, for example. So, yeah, get in touch if that continues. I'm going to address more markets here. And if anything you're seeing is a massive difference to what you're seeing, then then let me know because it's interesting. And then do that at the uh, Q&A thread at lockbetting.com. There's a Q&A thread set there. It's free. It's not actually just for members. The show, when it comes out, the Q&A show I do, will be only for members. But to ask a question on there, um, you can you can just put it there. And then obviously, if you want to hear the answer, it'll be over on that Q&A show. But obviously, if it's a big enough issue, I will come back on the EPL show and address it here too because we don't want that continuing because that's obviously something that we need to be aware of. So, as I said, Man City 2-9, to nine, draw 5-1 to one and 12-1 to one on Everton. For me, I've looked at Manchester City's recent record and obviously I'm looking to bet Manchester City to win, but I'm trying to find a way to make this more appealing. I can't be giving out a one to four, two to nine as an actual bet. And what looks odd to me at the moment is Man City's defensive record seems to have fallen apart slightly. In the last month, they've played a lot of games because it's been a really busy month, but they've only managed to keep one clean sheet. And the last clean sheet they kept this month was uh, within the last month or, you know, 30 days was against West Ham where they won 4-0 at West Ham. Aside from that, Manchester City won 3-1 against Man United, drew 2-2 at Lyon, beat Bournemouth 3-1, beat Watford 2-1, and lost to Chelsea 2-0. And then on Wednesday, they beat Hoffenheim 2-1, failing to cover the minus one handicap on the Champions League show, which also wasn't a great show for us. I'll hold my hands up. I'll come on and say, look, we're doing amazing. And I'll hold my hands up and say, some shows haven't been great. The two shows last week wasn't that great. Yeah, we landed a decent lock on Liverpool and um, we managed to win the big 
pre-season Champions League parlay. If you guys heard that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network when we did the first Champions League show and bet that £100 parlay, you guys would have copped £967. So although there have been successes, there's a higher bar here. There's a higher level of expectation with all of the soccer that we cover over here. And in the last week, it hasn't been that good. Obviously, the Champions League as I said this week some of the stuff wasn't that important so it was a case of picking a lot of games that didn't have too much on them but then the big picture a 5-1 to one winner on Tottenham to qualify and a £967 winner on a big parlay plus Liverpool landing as a lock could could spell a successful show but overall when you look at pick to pick I wasn't overly happy with it so that's that's just me being overly self-critical but as I said, getting back onto onto the game, uh, Man City didn't cover that minus one handicap against Hoffenheim. They haven't been keeping clean sheets, and Everton are quite a free scoring team. Um, as you saw, like having that two two draw against Watford, I think this game is almost guaranteed to deliver goals. Um, not. Not Everton aren't really bad enough for me here to take Manchester City on any kind of handicap. At the same time, with their recent record, I'm not willing to take Man City in any kind of clean sheet either. So the pick for this game is going to be Man City to win the game and over two and a half goals in that match. And I am seeing that at one to two. So I don't know if you guys are seeing that one to two. This this is my official pick for it. So if you guys are seeing anything different, so if you're seeing anything like minus 400 for Man City to win this game and over two and a half goals, which is a double selection. So you need Man City to win the game, which already in itself we already discussed is minus 450, and you need the over two and a half goals. So that accumulates together as a one to two pick. Man City to win the game and under two and a half goals is seven to two. So, as I said, I'm going to be doing this throughout the show, going to be giving out as much prices as possible, even though they're not my picks. So, Man City, for example, to win minus one is also minus 200. And I prefer Man City to win an over two and a half goals more than I prefer Man City to win minus one handicap because I think Man City, if they do cover the handicap, are more likely to win this game 3-1 than they are 2-0. Um, Everton to avoid a defeat in this game uh, so Everton on the double chance Everton to win or draw is available at 3-1 to one. so that's me done with that game but as you saw there I, I tried to cover some more prices for you so out of anything that I've said any major discrepancies hit me up because it's a very interesting point that's come up this week that I want to I want to look into and seeing what you guys are getting on your books especially if it involves the sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, mybookie.ag, because we want to make sure that we're getting the prices as close to as the MyBookie prices as possible for you guys. And hopefully MyBookie has as many markets as as possible available for you guys to bet on. If not, uh, what we can do is we can get Ryan and Sean maybe to contact them and see if we can open any um get any extra markets available for you guys. I think one of the frustrating ones that sometimes I give out that you guys can't fancy is teams to win both halves or teams to score in both halves. But anything such as handicaps or Asian handicaps or both teams to score and, and whatnot should be readily available for you guys quite easily. Up next, you've got Crystal Palace going up against Leicester, where Crystal Palace are 8-5. to five. It's 21-10 to 10 to draw, and it's 2-1 to one on Leicester. Leicester's struggling. Um, 
we kind of knew that they would lose the game last week. We picked them to to lose to Tottenham, but they didn't even bother turning up for that game. There certainly seems to be some problems. They're, they're saying Jamie Vardy's injured, but I'm not 100% sure how injured he is. There seems to be some kind of falling out with Claude Puel. Since their chairman died... Um, it has been kind of a down atmosphere there and although they were unbeaten in six until they lost to Tottenham they weren't winning many of those games as well they were just clinging on to draws Crystal Palace seems to be a ground where they're able to get right Palace do not have a very good home record this season they've only won uh, one game at home all season and until that particular game they hadn't scored in open play the only time they'd scored goals before they got the victory against Burnley was by uh, scoring two penalties against Arsenal in a 2-2 draw. But before that, before the Burnley game, they hadn't scored a goal in open play. So I'm very reluctant to take Crystal Palace. Um, I think Leicester are going to take something from this game. I'm going to take Leicester here on the double chance. Again, that's available at 1-2, minus 200. So... That's Leicester to avoid a defeat in this game. It's available at minus 200. If you like Leicester on the draw, no bet, which means that the draw becomes a refundable option, which means you won't get paid out on the draw. That takes it to even money. So it goes from one to two to even money if you want to take Leicester on the draw, no bet. But I prefer Leicester on the double chance. Just looking at other prices in this game, just just to be thorough and carry on with what we're trying to do on this particular show. Both teams to score in this game. Yes, it's even money. And no, it's 8-11. to 11. Uh, Two of last, Palace's last five have produced both teams to score. And two of Leicester's last five have produced both teams to score. So... That covers that game. And my selection for that is for Leicester to avoid a defeat. Up next, you've got Huddersfield versus Newcastle, where Huddersfield are six to four. The draw is two to one, and Newcastle are two to one. This one is an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going to stray away from picking any kind of winner in this game, although I do strongly fancy Newcastle to avoid a defeat in this one. That in itself is available at one to two, but I don't want to go for three one to two selections. In a row, I think this game, given Huddersfield's home record and the amount of goals that they scored at home, is is guaranteed to be under two and a half goals. And that's definitely the route that I want to go down. I think this is one of those classic bottom of the table games where nobody wants to lose and under two and a half goals is going to cash in relatively easy for us. And the best price I found on that one is a bookie called Skybet, where you can get the under two and a half goals at four to seven. So again, giving out quite a few prices for that game. Any discrepancies and, and massive differences, let me know and I'll be interested to, to hear from you. Up next, Tottenham versus Burnley at Wembley, where Tottenham are one to four to win this game, minus 400, 11 to two to draw, and a massive 12 to one on Burnley. It's massive for a reason. Burnley are terrible. Um, we did pick them last week to get the win against Brighton because this is what Burnley seem to do. They seem to win at home when they desperately need to keep in their heads above the relegation zone. But I think when they turn up to a team like Tottenham, they will definitely get beaten. They did manage to get a one-all draw here last season, but Tottenham are a far more convincing team as they were 
than they were in the early days of Wembley Stadium. I think there's a couple of bets here we can look at. Tottenham to win this game without conceding a goal is available at even money, but Tottenham to cover the minus one handicap is available at four to seven. I like both. I'm officially going to go for Tottenham to win this game without conceding because it's bigger odds for you. <coughs> no, sorry. I'm going to go for Tottenham to cover the minus one handicap. Although, sorry, I wouldn't put you off from taking Tottenham to win this game without conceding the goal because it's bigger odds for you. Sorry, I made a bit of a mess of that one. But what I'm giving you is Tottenham minus one. Bottom line. Um, one other bet worth looking at in this game is for Harry Kane to score any time. Harry Kane to score and Tottenham to win the game is another one. Uh, it's the type of market that you guys may find it difficult to score. I know you'll be able to find the first goal scorers market, which is easy. Harry Kane to score the first goal is available at two to one, but finding the combination of Kane to score and Tottenham to win may be more difficult to find. That is available at one to two. Um, but again, as I said, it might be one of the more difficult bets for you to find. There's a difference between finding a bet difficult to find and having a massive price discrepancy. And on this particular show, I'm looking for price discrepancies in particular. Up next, you've got Watford going up against Cardiff, where Watford are eight to 13 it's 14 to 5 the draw and it's 90 to 4 on Cardiff. Cardiff have managed to move up this table much to our chagrin because we do have Cardiff to be relegated in our big uh, pre-season futures parlay. Uh, Cardiff sitting in 14th place in the league now and Watford only in 12th, but Watford looked like a far better team than these two. Whilst Cardiff were winning 1-0 at home to Southampton, Watford were getting a draw against Everton 2-2 in a game that they were robbed in. Um, they should have been given a goal earlier on in that game and Everton were given a lot of favourable decisions including the free kick which led to their goal in a 96th minute of the game. So definitely Watford hard done by there. They looked the better team, to be honest, for most of that game against Everton. I certainly think that there'll be a far better team than Cardiff on this occasion. Um, certainly one I'll be looking to add to the parlays and to give us a little boost. So I will be taking Watford to win this game at 8-13. to um, Cardiff have been on a decent run. It will come to an end. I still think Cardiff are pretty much certain to be relegated from this league. And I think losing at places like Watford is key to that and is key to our bet from, from the earlier on in the season so I'm going to take Watford with no further analysis needed on that particular game up next, we've got Wolves versus Bournemouth, where Wolves have begin have began to rediscover their form coming into this off the back of two wins. Two 2-1 two, wins, one against Chelsea and one away to Newcastle. They come into this game with their yin-yang form at 10-11 to beat a Bournemouth team who are 3-1 and it's 5-2 to draw. Don't know what to do with this game because both of them are yin-yang zigzagging all over the place. And it's hard to get a read on either one of them. Their league positions indicate that in itself, where they're 8th and 10th going into this game. Wolves are 8th, Bournemouth are 10th. So it's really, really difficult to know what to do with this game. The only way that I will lean towards is the fact that both, team are, both teams are managing to score goals. When researching this game, I found that four of Wolves' last five games have produced both teams to score. 
In addition to that, four of Bournemouth's last five games have also produced both teams to score, giving this an 80% chance of winning, according to the last statistics from the last five games. Both teams to score in this game is priced up at 10 to 11. So yes, both teams to score is 10 to 11. And no, both teams to score is 10 to 11. So I'm obviously going to go with the yes, given that statistics give us an 80% chance of winning this game based on the last five. And looking at the defences as well and everything going into this game and the amount of goals that they're both scoring... I can't see any reason why that would change in this one. There's, there's no stakes here. I mean, games change based on stakes. And when you're sitting in eighth and 10th, you can go out and have a free scoring game. Neither of these two teams are getting relegated and neither of these two teams are going to be playing in the Champions League next year. So why don't you go down there and have a free scoring game? This honestly has lock potential, even though it's a 10 to 11 and the bookies see it as a toss up. I don't, I think both teams will score in this game, no doubt. And, um, It'll be interesting. One of the factors will be interesting to see if Callum Wilson's fit to come back into this game because Bournemouth looked a different team without him getting smashed 4-0 by Liverpool last week. I think they're a much better team, obviously, with that goal threat. And uh, that may be a factor in it. And possibly the line will move once Callum Wilson's fitness is confirmed. But at the moment, it sits at 10-11 to and it has a lock potential. Bearing in mind, I'm looking for anything to lock up so I don't have to say Liverpool at the end of the show. But... Um, so far, I'd say that was the best and possibly the Watford versus Cardiff game. I also like Tottenham minus one. So maybe um, maybe we can avoid giving Liverpool out as the lock at the end of the show. As we edge towards the end of the show now, we finish Saturday's games with Fulham taking on West Ham, where Fulham are nine to five, five to two to draw and 11 to eight on West Ham. Tough one, this one, because Fulham have started to get their stuff together, but West Ham are in very good form themselves and started to move up the table. And uh, it's hard to take Fulham to beat a West Ham team when West Ham on paper have the better players on the pitch. Yeah, they'll be missing Marco Anatovic, but they have a goal scorer in Chikorito. Felipe Anderson looks like an incredible buy at the moment. He's a very good dream team pick as well. He's not too expensive, around about a £7 million mark for a midfielder. Is relatively decent. But um, one thing these two teams are not doing 100% is defending well. Fulham were on the back of a 4-1 defeat against Man United last week. So Fulham are losing to the bigger teams, but they are doing well against teams in their in their half of the table, which West Ham do qualify as at the moment. Um, but they are still conceding and scoring. And West Ham were involved in a 3-2 against Crystal Palace last week. So, again, that plays into the both teams to score. Now, despite the fact that the last game, four of the four of Wolves' last five had both teams to score, and four of Bournemouth's last five both teams to score, only three of Fulham's last five have got both teams to score and three of West Ham's last five have got both teams to score, giving it a 60% chance based on the last five games. Yet the bookies have this as a one to two, a one to two on the yes, which shows you how good a bet the last one was, the Wolves-Bournemouth one. I'm obviously going to take the yes here. If you're looking for other bets, just to be thorough, Fulham to avoid a defeat here. So Fulham on the double chances available at four to seven. West Ham on the double chances available at two to five. Taking West Ham on draw no bet, which eliminates the draw, which means that it's just a win loss and you'll be refunded on the draw. It's eight to 11 West Ham, even money on Fulham. 
Uh, West Ham to win this game and both teams to score is available at three to one. So that's another interesting bet I looked at. If you want to pick a winner to go along with your both teams to score, but in official capacity, I'm going for both teams to score. As we edge closer to that Liverpool-Man United game, we start out with the first game on Sunday, which is Brighton versus Chelsea. That'll be on at the same time as Southampton versus Arsenal, but I do believe Brighton versus Chelsea will be the televised game. Brighton are available at 13-2. It's 10-3 on the draw, and it's 1-2 on Chelsea. I think I'm wrong, actually. I think... Southampton versus Arsenal is a televised game. In fact, it is. So Brighton versus Chelsea won't be on TV. I thought Arsenal had just been flexed to that spot because of the Europa League, but they're not. They're actually the televised game. Um, can't look past Chelsea here. Brighton lost last week away to Burnley. And this is what Brighton do. They are another one of those bottom half zigzag teams. Too good to go down, but not good enough to do anything else in the league. They'll probably lose to a team like Chelsea. That's what they do. Chelsea last time they're away lost to Wolves. So they won't want to repeat, repeat that level of complacency. Also coming off the back of beating Man City in your last Premier League game. You want to build on that. So I think Chelsea are a great bet here available at one to two possible lock potential as well I think that they could they could be a possible lock the only thing that puts me off is the fact that teams have come to Brighton this season and not fared well Man United being one of them who lost 3-2 if you're looking for other bets in this game taking Chelsea on a minus one handicap so if you think you're really going to take Brighton to town is available at seven to five um, taking Brighton on the double chance if you think they can avoid a defeat here is available at 7-4 to four. Um, over under on the goals if you think that this is going to be a tight game under 2.5 goals is available at 10-11 to 11, so it's a pick em, over under as a pick em in this game uh, could be one. Of, could be a decent bet because it could take Chelsea some time to break down this Brighton team who are often defensive against the big teams and looking to hit on the counter which has worked for them in the past but on this occasion, I think Chelsea will be too good for them. Southampton versus Arsenal are next, where Southampton are under new management. This is his second game in charge though last week. In his first game, he didn't manage to get anything, only playing against Cardiff, and that's always a bad sign for a manager. They're 11-4 to to win this game. It's 11-4 to to draw, and Arsenal are available at even money. Arsenal did play in the Europa League, but Arsenal do seem to have a good enough squad to pretty much not play any of the players that they played in midweek. So you're not going to, even though Koscielny, Ozil and Lacazette played, you're probably not going to see them featuring in this game. Or you may see Lacazette feature from the bench if Arsenal are in trouble. Arsenal, I think, definitely win this game. I'm definitely going to be taking Arsenal as the official pick at 8-11. I also like Arsenal to win and Pierre Emmerich Abamyang to score at any time, which is available at two to one. I'm getting that from Skybet, so you can have a look at 12 p.m. on Friday afternoon when I'm recording the show. That is the available price for Arsenal to win and pick Abamyang to score. Um, don't really think there's any point giving giving out anything else. I think this is definitely an away banker. I think Southampton have got some big problems, and the manager is going to take some time to resolve them. Finally, we move on to the big game of the day, which I've been trying to find out a reason not to lock up Liverpool throughout this podcast. They are available at four to seven. It's 16 to five on the draw 
and it's a whopping six to one for Man United to go to Liverpool and win that game. So why do you not lock up Liverpool in this game? It's um it's a question I've been asking myself throughout. The only thing going into it where you could where you could have any reasoning for not doing that is the fact that Liverpool haven't beaten Man United in the Premier League in nine games, which is a really odd statistic, which means that the last time Liverpool beat Man United was when they were managed by David Moyes. So Van Gaal and Mourinho have managed to manage this Man United team and remain unbeaten. However, this is a United team that are not doing what they've usually managed to do. Whereas United, under previous managers and even even under Mourinho found themselves struggling against the lower teams and managed to drop some very bad points. They always seem to get their tactics right against the top six. However, this season, Man United have played four, drawn two and lost two with a minus five goal differential when playing against the likes of Man City, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool or Arsenal. In addition to that, Man United are terrible this season defensively, whereas they've been able to go to Anfield for a couple of years and get nil-nil draws. This season, they've only got two clean sheets in the league, which puts them 18th. They've conceded 26 goals this season, which puts them 14th. The shots they've faced this season, the shots on target against Man United, 78 shots on target, which puts them 14th in the league. Uh, Conceding the first goal, they've done that nine times, which puts them 12th. Conceding the first away goals, they've done that six times, which puts them 17th. And conceding the first half away goal, They've done that 10 times, which also puts them 17th. These are all terrible, terrible stats for Man United going into this game against an attacking Liverpool team who will be looking to beat this record and get rid of this record where they haven't beaten Man United in nine. I'm sorry, even as a Man United fan, I've not found any reason as to why we managed to to do anything in this game. Um, I think the nine, the the nine, the nine game unbeaten streak is going to go, and I can't pick anything here but a Liverpool win. If you're looking for other bets in this game, I'll happily give them to you. Um, for Man United to avoid a defeat in this game, it's available at eleven to eight. For Man United on the draw no bet, it's available at ten to three. If you think there's going to be goals in this game, and you think both teams will end up getting on the score sheet as I think they may do. Um, that's available at 8 to 11. And for it not to happen is available at even money. But unfortunately, I cannot see past Liverpool winning this game. Moving on to the lock dog parlay. And unfortunately, I haven't found anything better than Liverpool. I'm going to stick with that. That is going to be the official lock on this podcast. So that's Liverpool to win this game. As a parlay, I'm going to keep it relatively simple. I'm going to go for Manchester City straight up, Tottenham straight up, and I'm going to add Watford there as the booster. So Watford are the ones that are going to boost that parlay. Gets us up to that plus 150 region. So that's plus 150, six to four on that. As for the dog... I sort of alluded to it earlier. I think that Leicester may be able to go to Crystal Palace and win. Crystal Palace have a pretty bad home record and uh, they're struggling at the moment. And it does look like Roy Hodgson is edging towards being the favourite to be the first manager's guy. I think the Palace fans have grown frustrated with him. So Crystal Palace will be, sorry, Leicester at Crystal Palace will be the dog for this show. So Liverpool, the lock. 
Leicester are the dog and the parlay is straight up Watford, Man City and Tottenham. And that concludes this edition of the EPL show. Make sure you head over to lockbetting.com if you have any questions or anything about price discrepancies. There's a, there's a thread there that says Q&A. Just put anything down at the bottom of that and I will be doing the Q&A show at some point after the 18th of December also make sure you check out the European show that went 9-0 last week landing lock, dog and parlay as promised at the top of the show I'll be finishing off this show with my NFL lock, dog tease lock, dog tease different to the lock, dog parlay so my official lock to go up against Ryan Kramer in the lock off for this week's NFL will be The Jacksonville Jaguars laying seven against the Washington Redskins. Now, this is ugly as fuck, and I understand that as as well. I I really wanted to pick Denver because I did think at at some point that Denver were going to go through to the playoffs. I thought they might be able to win out. I even thought they might be able to beat the LA Chargers at home in their final game and managed to go through just because they have a decent home advantage. And I still really do like Denver to beat Cleveland this week, but I just don't understand how the Washington Redskins are going to put up any points. They just got dicked by the Giants and the Giants had nothing to play for. So the angle of having nothing to play for goes out the window here. The Jags defense is legit. The Colts came here a few weeks ago and didn't put up any points. So what the fuck are the Redskins going to do? I just can't see how Redskins do anything in this game. The Jags are decent front runners. If they score first here, even if it's a field goal, um, it will add to the points. The only worry we've got here is if the Jags can even score enough points to cover this because there's no doubt in my mind that, that they win this game and there's no doubt in my mind that the Washington Redskins will put up under double digits. It's just a case of whether Jacksonville will have enough Uh, points to do anything if I could and was allowed to and I'm not sure if we can at this stage of the season uh, I would take the under 37 points here 100% that's obviously the best bet in this game because I'm not worried about the Jags winning this game and I'm not worried about Washington Redskins scoring anything over 14 points I'm worried about the Jags scoring enough to get the cover so that's the only issue with this bet so the under 37 is the actual best play here and if I could lock that I can't we can only lock totals according to our rules which Ryan hasn't really made clear we can only lock totals when there's not a lot of games to choose from so that'll only come after the regular season is done. So no totals plays at this point because there's so many games on the board. It's fair enough. So I'm going to go for the Jacksonville Jaguars minus seven against the Washington Redskins. And my second best pick here is the Denver Broncos. I just want to make that clear to you guys. As the underdog play for this week, I'm going to go for the Tennessee Titans against the New York Giants. The Giants don't have a very good home advantage and there is a scenario where the Titans can win out and get the sixth seed. In fact, they might not even need to win out. There's a scenario where the Baltimore Ravens can steal the AFC North from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that will simply involve the Steelers losing this week against the Patriots and losing against the Saints on the road. These are difficult games that the Steelers face. The Ravens have a far easier schedule than the Steelers do, and... For me, I've got the Steelers finishing as 8, 7, and 1, and I have the Baltimore Ravens at 9 and 7. And I also have the Tennessee Titans at 10 and 6, 
so I have the Tennessee Titans winning out. But even if I had the Tennessee Titans at nine and seven, nine and seven beats eight, seven, and one. So that would still have the Tennessee Titans taking the sixth seed. So when I said this to Ryan over text, he just found it very hard to get his head around the fact that the Tennessee Titans could make the playoffs. But it is a real possibility. And they definitely have a decent chance of beating New York this week. As for my teaser, I'm going to go for the Minnesota Vikings minus a half. Unfortunately, I think... They will win this game and further bury the Packers' chances, massive outside chances of making the playoffs. I'm going to go for the Baltimore Ravens plus one. As I said, I think they finished nine and seven this season. And the final pick I'm going to go for is going to be the Green Bay Packers. My Green Bay Packers plus 12. I can't see how we get beaten by more than 12 in Chicago. I actually think we have an outside chance of winning this game. I know we only beat the Atlanta Falcons and everybody was picking Packers minus four last week and I really should have had it as my lock because it was such an obvious spot to take us in that we would win as soon as McCarthy left. But we did we did look a lot better in every aspect of the game and it wouldn't surprise me if we do go and win this game. I know it's a rivalry and Chicago will be playing all out even though they've already got the North tied up and there's no way they can get into the two seed. But yeah, I just feel that they have a chance of winning this game and certainly covering the six and definitely covering the 12 here which is why I've added it to the teaser so that's it for me that is my lock dog tease and my lock dog parlay my EPL show and my NFL picks I'll be back here with the EPL show next week and I'll also be back on Tuesday the day after the Champions League draw has been done it will be a special show I may have a guest with me I may not don't want to confirm at this point, I will be talking to James George and see if we can get our schedules together. Of course, I'm in London. He's in Carlsberg, California. So it is a little bit difficult to get our shit together and get that show done. But if we can, we will uh, do that together. If not, you'll definitely be hearing from me where I'll be looking at the futures markets after the draw for the last 16 will be made. I'll also be looking at those ties individually and seeing who will come through the ties and um, obviously, nearer the time, we'll be doing a breakdown of the individual games, first and second legs. But we'll be looking at the ties and the futures and the top goal scorers markets and all those great things on Tuesday after the Champions League draw has been made on Monday. So make sure you check that out. Make sure you check me out over at lockbetting.com to get my European show. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening. <laughs>